Yes. Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends and two self-published authors who took different paths in life, but kept together, kept together, kept in touch and kept on writing. <laughs> That's, this is a good start. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose a corporate career while Laura Catherine went full on family. This is all about how we approach our writing in two different worlds, the struggles, the positives and how we keep the writing flames alive. Hello, Laura. Hi, Sarah. How's it going? <laughs> Great. Um, stuff that one out, but it's fine. Um, today we're talking about finding the time to write, which is a very interesting topic. Um, so. Because there is no time. Right in. <laughs> let's not waste any writing time by doing a podcast. Um, so, Laura. How often do you want to write and how often do you actually get to write? Well, in a perfect world, I would be a full-time writer. So I would yes. be writing, you know, eight hours a day for five days yeah. a week. And I'd be yeah. churning out, you know, books, like writing yes. a first draft in like yes, a month or a couple of weeks. Yep. Like, you know, living that dream where you're constantly writing and not suffering from any sort of fatigue or writer's block and you just yeah just in the zone all the time yeah yeah you know that normal thing that everyone does obviously yeah everyone <laughs> does it yeah that is the dream of how often I would want to write so that's how yeah full-time sort of writing but the reality of my life is maybe three or four one-hour sessions a week of yeah. writing which realistically is not that bad <laughs> thank you I mean compare it to your original goal yes <laughs> very different it is comparing it to my life when my children were babies this is a huge step up because I was not yeah. writing at all so now I'm actually finding the time more to write because my kids actually sleep so usually it's after they go to sleep at night, I try and fit in an hour of doing some writing and then I have to do other things as well. Yeah. So that's, that's it. <laughs> it's, it's hard because day job as well. So I'm just working during the day, kids before and after that, and then come home, put them to bed. I mean, plus you've got a podcast as well. Yeah, this is like a whole hour right now that I could be spending writing. What am I doing? Wasting um, the time. Don't <laughs> be like that. <laughs> what about you? What is your your dream and how how often you would write? Want to write? I mean, you really surprised me with your dream of how often you were right. I was thinking in more realistic terms of like <laughs> how I would want to write now. Like I'd love it. Like a couple of hours a day sort of thing where um, I don't know when, when would I do it I used to love writing at night time um, when I was much younger so I would you know I could write all night time because it's real quiet and the atmosphere is really good so I would love to be able to do that again but it's really not practical because you can't and, just stay up to like you know adults life yeah Maybe 3 a.m every up. day <laughs> Sometimes I'd start to like four or five and then, <laughs> I don't know, when you're younger, you can do stuff. 
and then go to sleep and then go off to TAFE or whatever work. Um, so I like that's like the good old days for me. I mean, I wouldn't say that I did that every single night, but when I was writing a lot, it's always writing through the night, basically. Um, I would do that again just because I like the feeling of it. And no, I can't, can't always write get into the zone. <laughs> I'm but, a very, very much a daytime writer. <laughs> like first I, thing in the morning. Well, not that not that I would like get up enough. super early, but like just it's when I'm like most productive. It's like I've just woken up and I'm like, yes, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do that. If you get up early enough, it's still nighttime. So just want you to know that so you could technically be a nighttime writer without knowing it this is your version of uh it's it's 5 a.m somewhere (laughs) yes yes it is yeah so uh i mean it would be cool to have the time to write during the day but i just have never thought of that i just practically always thought that i would have the day clogged with stuff um but yeah a big chunk of writing every day so you can get in the zone um would be ideal every week how often do I write every day every day um well I need time to do things (laughs) like I'm assuming that I don't have an assistant yet and (laughs) don't have a cleaner don't have a personal chef um Oh, I can do lofty goals actually. Yeah. Yeah, that would dream, be perfect. Dream big or go so home. That would be cool. Like I always think like a writer's retreat would be really cool. Where you just go away. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to think about anything other than writing. And you're like in the woods or something and you're in these cool little huts and there's lots of other writers around, but you don't have to talk to them if you don't want to. They're making you food. They're like making sure you stay hydrated and go for walks and stuff like that and get social time but I 100% agree I loved going to writing retreat and I love so I follow author uh, Amy Kaufman and Mm -hmm. she has built uh like her own she didn't build it but her uh a camper van like where you buy a van and you get it renovated to be like with a has a table that turns into a bed and a kitchen and stuff and it's basically like it's for camping with her family but she just takes it and will just go like drive to the beach and then sit at the table in there and write. Like it's her own portable writing retreat van. Oh, that's cool. And I like. So she doesn't go away for like a long period of time. She can just go away for like a day. Yeah. So she's like writing a book at the moment. So I think it was last week. She like on her Instagram, she was doing all of the stories from her in the van. And like she had like, it was like three or four days or something away from her husband and her, her daughter. And she was like editing her new novel, and she was just like, yeah, she just went on a holiday, drove there, walked along the beach, and came back to the van, and would do some more editing. And it's just like, I want that so bad. That is, I'm, I'm adding that to my dream of writing is owning a van. So you know, my eight-hour day of writing, I can just go drive to the beach for the day and sit there in my van at my beautiful table yeah. and write, and then just drive home. And you could decorate it as well. Like I can oh. see you having like a Harry Potter themed. Is her van is Inside. beautiful. I started following the people who made her van because my like I made it a dream. I spoke to my husband and I was like, "Can we just start a savings account so we can like buy and build a van?" Yes, that's such a good idea. 
Um, I'll come and park my van next to your van then. I assume this will be in like 20 years time. I was going to say, is your van also a boat? (laughs) So you can like, (laughs) it like turns into a boat to go across from New Zealand to Australia? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will, you know, we'll have to import one of us. (laughs) It's fine. We'll work it out. We've got 20 years to work out the logistics of this plan. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so that's how often I want to write. (laughs) And now we know that you want to write in a fancy van as well. Yeah. Um, how often do I actually get to write? Honestly, I, I like I would say that I have not been writing a lot. Uh, you know this anyway. Um, probably for like a year and a half, maybe. Do you reckon? I still do nanos, but I haven't. I haven't had like a regular schedule, so like I haven't sent you anything for a while to read, have I? No. Yeah, um, maybe be more than that. How long's COVID been going on for? Oh gosh, no, I did a bit of writing in the first couple of lockdowns because we had proper lockdowns where you couldn't. Um, well, we yeah, we you could go to the supermarket and the doctors and the pharmacy, and none of that was fun. So you just stayed at home. <laughs> All right, because you didn't have you don't have children, so you can just write no, in your lockdowns. I'm- was gonna say I'm very lucky (laughs) I I the one thing I remember about those lockdowns was working from home we all suddenly like it wasn't a normal thing to do and all of a sudden everyone's on zoom calls for work and these the all of the people with children were stressed out like their hair was all a mess and they looked like they had giant bags under their eyes and they were just like holding on for dear life. And then their kid would like run into frame and they'd be like, Benjamin, get out of this. Because you feel like <laughs> talking about stuff that they shouldn't hear. Um, yeah. So I do think that's quite funny. Uh, but yeah, so you haven't written that much in the last year and a half. No. Um, I have you, plenty. Uh, I always have plenty to edit though. So I've written loads of books in my lifetime. Um, and then I kind of just leave them and we'll go back to them and start reading and editing them. But when I am actually writing, it's usually um, it's probably just before bed and I'll just write with whatever time I have left. And if it's working well, then I'll probably stay up to midnight, which is really bad. Um, and if it's not working, then I'll just <laughs> cut out at like 10.30 or something like that. So I might get like a, an hour or a couple of hours um, normally. And that would be good. And then I, I would go, oh, I'm going to write on the weekends and never write on the weekends because stuff is going on. This is why with my current schedule, I'm leaving writing days Monday to Friday for myself. And then if I get time on Saturday and Sunday, that's like my marketing or learning something day because I just know I'm so much less productive on the weekend because I'm so much busier with the kids because we're off doing a million things to give yeah, them, I think you know, the fulfilling really rich tangible. lives. Yeah. The weekends always change, so it's it is easier now to sort of schedule it in Monday to Friday like a chore or something. Yeah, um, not like a chore. <laughs> it's not a chore. Sometimes it feels like a chore, but it's not a chore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so at the moment, not so much. But I was going to say I'm about to start uni again in um, like a week or something, um, and so it gets a bit hectic when I've got work uni and then writing on top of it but when I because I am studying creative writing quite often I can I'll be doing writing as 
part of the course, which is quite yeah. helpful. Yeah. But yeah. Um, question for you. Yes. Hit me. How do you set yourself up for a good writing session? What's your style? I like to write. So I have a MacBook, which I do for MacBook Air. And I usually have it to just write wherever I can a lot of the time, yeah. especially with just finding like a spare moment with my husband watching the ch- children. I'll just like duck into a room or something <laughs> and do something. Oh, so you're like speed writing. You're like oh, sometimes oh, quiet. Sometimes. And then if, if I've got set time for myself, like if the kids have gone to sleep and that's like me time, I've got a desk set up with a proper desktop screen that I plug my MacBook into. So I have, and it's like a wide screen so I can fit a lot more things on there. So I've usually got like my Scrivener open up and any other documents that I need to look at. I have, so I sit at a proper desk and then I've got like mechanical keyboard and my mouse, which also makes it easier than using like the trackpad or on the um, laptop. And then headphones, because I have to be listening to something. I cannot really stand silence. Oh, silent writing. I didn't even know that was a thing. Ugh. <laughs> I don't think I could do that either. So I've always, I've got like a, a writing playlist. At the moment, I've been listening to, Anyone who's ever played the game Persona 5, the menu music for that is just like this <laughs> really nice, chill, kind of yeah. jazzy, bop, like smooth, jazzy kind of, it's raining outside. Yeah. That's like, puts me in the zone. Also listening to rain, often I'll just go onto YouTube and put on like thunderstorm yeah. sounds. Like it's yeah. like an eight hour YouTube video of just thunderstorms yeah. and rain. I, I love listening Why to that. Would- why is that such a good sound? I know. I love it. So definitely headphones so I can drown everything out. Set up at my desk. Yeah. I've got to have a cup of tea. Got to have some chocolate. Really? Yeah. This I didn't know. <laughs> I know you have a really nice desk set up because you always oh, yeah. send me pictures of it. And it's quite curated. And don't you have like fancy candles or something? Oh, yeah. I got candles from Wispworks. Really? Don't they and- smell like something? Well, yeah. <laughs> the candles I currently have, um, they were limited edition ones from Wispworks, which were Lord of the Rings themed. So yes. just like which are amazing. I've got a couple of new ones from them as well. So they're so good. So yeah, I usually light a candle. I've got like an electric lantern, so it looks like there's like a little lantern flame going on. It just like sets Even me in, in the this... day though? Yeah. Or are you mostly writing at nighttime. Well, I am okay. mostly writing at nighttime currently because I write when the kids are asleep. So it's like I've got my actual candle going, I've got like the little lantern going, I've got the music going, and it just puts me in this, oh, this my own little bubble, really. I like forget the rest of the world is happening and I can just like focus on what I'm doing. So, yeah, that's how I set myself up. Whether I write or not, it's really a different matter, but that's my, my setup for going to write. What about you? Yeah. That is a great question that I could have prepared for, but (laughs) didn't. Um, So what do I do? You Well, because I'm a night writer, it'll usually, I'll make sure it's really dark. So basically all I can see is the laptop screen. Um, I have in the past, like, had a candle, you know, for atmosphere. Yeah. I agree with you on that. (laughs) 
Um, and you agree with music? Yes. I am always listening to music. I have lots of different playlists. And normally I'll just listen to, I like, I have playlists for each book that I've written. So they all kind of yeah. have a different feel for them. At, but then I'll find this, the right song and then listen to it over and over again yes. for hours. Yes. 100%. Just, I don't know what it is. I um, I don't know if I read this somewhere or watched it, but I think there's something in the fact that it kind of like becomes um, a bit like meditative, that you listen to the same song over and over again to help you get into um, the get into a level of concentration. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I do anyway. It sounds nice. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I do that too when I get stuck on on songs. I don't usually have like a playlist for a book. It's more like if it's like a, a mood kind of playlist. So it's yeah. like if I'm writing sort of like a, oh. a, a, a fight scene, it'll be like all this kind of high tempo boppy kind of music. Or if it's like yeah. a, a sad scene, it'll be more like s- slow instrumental kind of stuff so yeah yeah my playlists are mostly mood based oh that's interesting we should share playlists actually we should because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm assuming they're all on spotify yeah um but yeah my favorite things to listen to when i'm writing are the empire of the sun presets and radiohead like when you <laughs> look through all my like history like um, and on my old laptop as well, my history just has like those three groups, just so many, so many um, listens that it's probably embarrassing, but that's what I do. I, <laughs> because you brought up your laptop, I'm just going to use this as an opportunity to complain about my laptop, <laughs> as I generally do in every conversation that we have. Yep. Um, so you know that I bought I had I've always had a Mac laptop um, and I had to get a new one because the my old faithful one the battery kind of um, when they explode they kind of like puff out and it I didn't understand what was happening um, and the trackpad stopped working and it kind of like um, buckles the the metal bit and so I took it to get it repaired and like no one would touch the battery because I or I don't know I don't know why but I took it to a couple of places and had to get this battery fixed and it just took so long that I went I need something to write with now because this pen and paper is not going to do it so I went out and just bought like a whatever the cheapest Mac laptop was and it yeah. happened to be the one with a really rubbish keyboard and I've learned my lesson so is it just so bad a different size and so therefore your fingers miss no your hands thank you for saying that my fingers are not well conditioned (laughs) no but like you're when you touch because you touch type because we write so much your fingers know where stuff is so if a keyboard is like slightly smaller or bigger your fingers are going to be pushing buttons that are in a different spot because it's not the same that is correct but it's not it's not a size thing. So it's a legitimate thing where they, I think it's called, they went to a butterfly mechanism. So it could be a really flat laptop, mm. um, but the buttons are really susceptible to like getting dust under there and they'll stick. And so you, like I had it for like three months and it was fine. And then like you'll be writing and the E will hold down. So it'll be like, <laughs> it'll add two or three in when you just want one, the space bar will go all the time. 
like stuff just gets stuck and now they've gone back to the um old scissor mechanism but i'm stuck with this one because i made a terrible decision um but that's okay actually i don't know why i still have this i probably could have got a new one but i just ended up buying a like a bluetooth keyboard to attach to it i never use it when i'm writing so i'm always going back and um so you bought a keyboard that you don't use spaces and whatnot do you not use the keyboard because it requires you to sit at a desk to do because you've got to have this extra keyboard thing where it makes your laptop not as portable yeah probably i honestly sit in bed more to write than i do at a desk probably because i sit at a desk all day for work so it's kind of like you don't want it to feel like work separation yeah but also like when i was younger like i don't think i had a desk in my room so i would always just be sitting it in my bedroom at night time because that's just the way it worked but yeah yeah, so i do all of that i also obviously use um scrivener i pronounce it scrivener you pronounce it Scrivener. We're I not sure. It many different ways. Have you <laughs> more pronunciations? Um, but I always kind of have like the story uh, set up. Like depends on which one I'm jumping into because I tend to jump between them. So I'll have like little explanations of who the characters are, so I don't forget. Yep. And I might have like the name of a chapter and I'll just have to remember what I was going to do for that chapter. Cause you know that I don't plan. So that sounds terrible. <laughs> How can you just look at a chapter and be like, what was I going to write here? I will have like yeah. a full on sidebar of exactly what is going to happen in this chapter, like detailed <laughs> out. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like to be told what to do, even if it's me telling me what to do. So I honestly don't know. I think it's, I just like to jump in and see what happens, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, interesting to find that out. <laughs> um, so how do you find time to write around your schedule? So if your schedule changes or you get super busy, what do you normally do to? Um, it's not really about being busy for me because I write when my kids are asleep so it's like if my kid's not sleeping I'm just not writing and scheduling wise I I have one day a week that my husband gives me an hour after he gets home from work before dinner to do writing so it's kind of my like my making sure I do at least one hour a week if if that kind of stuff happens and I I haven't written anything because I'm not motivated or the kids have been playing up so I just haven't had the time there's always this one hour on a Wednesday afternoon where Lyle come home he'll go play with the kids for an hour or make dinner with them and I just get to go and sit and do writing and it's probably like when I'm the most productive because Mm -hmm. it's it feels like this special extra piece of time it's not like I have like the kids have gone to bed and I'm using up my regular time to do my writing it's like I've got this special time to do it so it it, I it makes me feel more motivated yeah it's like like you have to turn up and you have to do it yeah it's like I've been given people are relying on you yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly so yeah so I so I have that so I'm at least writing one hour 
a week. So it's yeah. it's not a fruitless week <laughs> if stuff yeah. happens. But there's there's not a lot I can do. I have so little free time. Like it's all just when the kids are asleep. And they're they're a lot better now. So it doesn't happen very often at all now that they'll wake up and it'll interrupt my time. Yeah. Motiv- most of it would be like motivation wise. If you've had like a tiring day or something, sometimes it's hard to just pull myself to the to the keyboard to do anything. Sometimes I just want to like lie on the couch and watch YouTube yeah. or Twitch or something. Do you find writing emotionally draining? So if you've had a really already emotionally draining day, not emotionally that they don't draining. Work together, or do you find it kind of like? I think it requires a lot of brain power and sometimes most of the time I'm just tired being a parent is really tiring so it's yeah. sometimes my brain is just cool. my brain just cannot form sentences or like <laughs> I, I like I look at my thing and I'm just like I have this completely planned out and I could easily write this if I wasn't exhausted but looking at it I'm just like I don't know what these people are doing or how I write what they're doing I just yeah. my brain just shuts down <laughs> yeah okay so yeah. you're just trying to keep it ticking over until they get older and older and need less and less and you've got more time. Yeah, basically. And eventually you get your van. Just, yeah. Oh, and I was like, what am I going to do? I mean, he can come in the van with me. He can go, he loves the beach. So he can go swimming while I'm sitting yeah. there. And then I can just That's sit there and idea. watch him come out of the water. And then start <laughs> <laughs> writing. Um, so how do you find your time uh, to write around your schedule? <laughs> oh, well, because I don't have children, uh, every hour is mine. No, that's not true. Um, I wish. Uh, well, basically it's working, around, it's working around work and study. But yes. I find that if because I like to write at nighttime, it's usually easy to get like weekday time in weekends are probably a little bit tougher to know what's going to happen but I sometimes just even if I only have like 15 or 20 minutes I still try and sit down and like pretend like I'm gonna do a big long writing session even though I'm like I don't have any time and I because I have to go to bed so that I'm you know (laughs) awake and aware for the next day of work um so I'll try and even slot it in for a little bit. If I get really, really tired, I might uh, just read what I've written instead of actually doing any writing. If I don't like have any energy at all, I'll just kind of start reading something of mine That's and maybe idea. edit it. Yeah. And then if I'm that. absolutely stuffed, I'll just read a book <laughs> so that somebody else is doing the work for me. But like <laughs> well, still, it's, like... it's like researching. You're like, <laughs> yeah, you're seeing like what other like people learning. are doing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm always trying to do like a little bit of something related to writing. So those are the different levels, I suppose, for me. Yeah. But Makes yeah. Sense. Um. Yeah. So what if you have the time to write? I feel like this is kind of what we just discussed. But what if you like that time that you set aside, what do you do if you can't get into the writing groove? If you can't find the zone? Do you sit there the whole time and just force yourself to sit there or what do you do? I will definitely sit there the whole time. I might not write, but it'll be like, if I'm looking at a scene and I'm like, I just cannot write it, 
there'd be like a reason I can't write it. So I think I would go and look at like, I'd be looking at like the plan I'd done for it, what the scene would look like. It kind of, I try to identify what about it makes me not want to write it or like, mm-hmm. like there's, there's got to be a reason why I'm not feeling like writing. Like if I'm really tired, I suppose if I'm really tired, if I'm sitting down specifically to write, I will try to do something. It's more like that if I am really tired and I hadn't really planned to write, I just wouldn't do it at all. <laughs> that <laughs> kind of makes sense. I, I don't know. Like as a planner, that does make sense. You're the planner. I'm not the planner. Yeah. Yeah. Like the idea is that I try to write every day. And yeah, I, I, I would just read through stuff. I do a lot of at, like fixing outlining and stuff. I think it would be what I would be doing to get yeah. myself in the groove of it to make it flow or rereading ever... what I'd written the last yeah. session just to remember what I was doing or getting into that, that feeling or mood of this, yeah. the plot again. And like the writing style. Yeah. Do you ever jump forward and, like, write the last scene or a different scene if you're like, I don't want to do this boring stuff or just the the general stuff. I want to jump forward to the fight scene. Yes, 100%. If I'm in the middle of writing a scene and it's like it's not working, I will just go ahead to the next thing that I want to write and then I, I usually just write in brackets in, like, capital letters bolded just, like, add in scene here and then like I'll finish the the draft and when I'm going through the first draft I'll be like oh yeah I've got to I've got to write that bit but usually it's like (laughs) if I don't want to write it it probably doesn't need to be there (laughs) yeah that's a good point actually like there's a reason I don't want to write it usually Yeah. yeah I do I will jump forward too if I'm I used to want to write in a linear fashion, but sometimes just something else is more interesting or I've got lots of energy, so I want to do the fight scene or whatever. The fight scenes are usually the ones, uh, sometimes the ones I skip because it requires a lot of of thinking of like how people are moving and where people are and describing. Yeah, lots of imagination. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It requires a lot of thinking about how the fight's going to go. So like a dialogue is where I I really feel comfortable or where I shine in writing so a lot of the time if it's if I'm struggling with a scene I I'll just write a conversation so there'll be like no prose it'll just be two characters talking to each other and then I'll when I go back to edit it is when I'll add in like what they're doing around that because yeah I think that's a good point I think dialogue because you can get into a flow with dialogue without having to think about everything going on around it and that's where atmosphere and bringing that into the story yeah um so yeah if I'm really stuck I'll just go straight to dialogue or like inner dialogue yeah yeah so that's how you get in the groove again (laughs) it's kind of similar things to me yeah I I have I think I've said this before but I have sat there before and forced myself to write um it works Terrible. sometimes like I'm, I'm not being mean to myself like 
if I wanted to get up and not do it, I would. But sometimes I just like to see if, like, you know, if you don't want to go to the gym or something, you just turn up and apparently just turning up is half of the thing. It's just like starting is the hardest part. Yeah. Right? Like, you know you want to do it, but you also don't yeah, want to start it. Yeah, starting, yeah. So once and you then get finishing started. is the hardest part because I always get in, I like, I never want to leave when I'm in the zone, but life happens and you're like, oh, I know I'm going to be really tired for work tomorrow. So that's not going to work. Yeah, that is definitely difficult when you're on and a roll really and you're cool. just like, I need to keep going, but I also need to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Cruel world. Uh, that's when the, the dream comes into it. If you could write for eight hours a day and it was your job and uh, it wouldn't matter. It'd be so good. Sorry. Yeah, I wonder it if it's <laughs> I wonder if when we actually get there, because obviously we will, but I wonder if it's as easy as we think it is to write for like Monday to Friday, eight hours or whatever you want to do. It's not even gonna be eight hours, because like you think about realistically when you're self-published, you've got to do marketing, you've got to do other things. It's it's not just like I'm sitting there writing for eight hours. It's like I'll probably write for like half that time and the other half that time will be like updating posts and writing newsletters and yeah to people that is exactly and... what, what we all do <laughs> how's that instagram account coming um look it's it's still i'm just still like feeling that one out um my marketing <laughs> team will get back to you on on that it's just a time thing honestly <laughs> We need to do another podcast episode. It's like finding the time to do your socials. <laughs> we'll just do an entire podcast on uh, me signing up for Instagram <laughs> again after the last thing. I mean, I did have an Instagram and it got quickly taken over. And then I could never be bothered to do anything again. Got to get on it. So I've not had a great experience, but. One day. We'll get there one day. So, yeah. Um, now, uh, so, yeah, that's it for this month's episode of Bound Together. If you want to hear more from us, you can listen to our back catalogue of podcast episodes for more talk on writing, editing, publishing, and our writing life in general. You can follow me, Laura Catherine, on Twitter at Laura Catherine P or on Instagram at Laura Catherine Author. My YA Paranormal Romance Gin series is available in e-back uh, paperback at all good bookstores. My and Sarah is got a YA zombie novel called Arcadium, which is also available in e-back and paperback. You can follow her on Instagram never because she's never gonna do it. So hilarious. I will. <laughs> um anyway, thank you for listening and we'll see you again next month with another episode of Bound Together. Thanks, guys. Bye.